The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by our friends at Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I want to thank them for their support of local high school sports coverage in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. The best in local high school sports coverage is right here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, but it also can be found on sm-tnsports.com uh, in traditional written form. That's the best way to put it. Um, and for those of you who have been to the website and continue to come back and subscribe for absolutely free, we appreciate you. We cover teams from South Williamson County on the website all the way to Murray County and Lawrence County and, of course, Richland, as you just heard. Um, and we uh, we really enjoy it. We, we are glad to be able to to bring some coverage to, to this area, some consistent and, and solid coverage that, that we've been providing for 51 weeks. <laughs> Next week will be our birthday, so we may have a little birthday party. I don't know. We had a front porch birthday party. There we go. Invite some folks around and have some cake. Cupcakes or... Maybe cook some yeah. some, ha- some hot dogs. Just, Might be a little early for that. When we get off the air, we'll oh, okay. start grilling okay. up. There we go. It's perfect. It's, it's lunchtime. Lunchtime. All right. It works out really well. So All right. Anyway. So be thinking about, you know, if you if you're around... The Columbia area around. Now I tell you this: week. if this weather that they're talking about coming next week is still here, is this weather like, that they're talking about coming at the end of this week is still here next week? It won't be no. There will be no cookouts. No, it's supposed to be cold. Crazy yeah, it's cold. supposed to be kind of kind of uh, cool for Columbia tomorrow. It is really cold in Oklahoma right now. They, they talked yeah. about snowflakes <laughs> later this week. Yep. Yeah. Listen. I remember getting out of school in maybe fourth or fifth grade for an ice storm in April. And you know what that's really going you know who that's really going to make mad? Teachers. Chris Chumley. <laughs> okay. An expert landscaper right. who has probably worked on a lot of yards and lawns that are going to be frozen over and he's going to be mad. A lot, the, a lot of the farmers around here farmers lose some yeah, lose well, some some crops on that. I guess my thought was, teachers aren't thinking about missing school for snow 
after spring break. <sighs> That's I can why, tell you we don't. <laughs> it's why we live in Alabama and Tennessee and the South. Yeah. It's why we live here, because we love the bipolar weather. <laughs> Clearly. Hey, if you don't like it, wait about 10 minutes. It'll, It'll change. change. That's right. Oh, man. So let's get into a little bit of some national tournament talk. Let's do. As the NJCAA National Tournament tipped off and 10th seed, 10th seed, Coffeeville, um, took on 23rd or 24th seed. 23rd. 23rd seed, Southwest Tennessee, the TCCAA champion, Salukis. Um, let's just say it didn't go so well for the Salukis. 89-62 final, Coffeeville with the win, moving on. Um, Sending Southwest Tennessee right back, back where they Memphis. came from. From from whence they came. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and let me tell you how many people in Columbia are upset about it. Grand total of zero. Zero. Zilt. <laughs> Nada. Nil. Niet. <laughs> They're not. They, they could not a care one. Less. Could not care less to see them lose by 27 points in the national tournament. The only thing that would have been better would have been if they had lost by 28. And no points. doubt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I, I feel like Chris Nix and Jamari Bostic woke up feeling pretty good this morning. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't. Upset in any way. There's no doubt there. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting. I was talking to Johnny Littrell, um, the athletics director out at Columbia State last week. And with those junior college athletes getting basically a blanket red shirt this year, it's really going to impact recruiting and you know, talking to Jamari Bostic after that loss to Southwest Tennessee in the um, tournament semis, he made the statement that if we don't get an at-large bid to the, to the national tournament, you know, this will still be unfinished business next year. You know, these sophomores are talking about and considering coming back next year. I which mean, free. Well, yeah, well, and I mean – but the other end of that is you're still trying to recruit, you know, high school seniors. Yep. And you're, you're really going to run into a little bit of a bottleneck there at some point. I, I just think that's going to be a fascinating situation. You know, we talked to Mike Mike Korn last summer on our podcast before we um, came on to the radio waves. And – that was a concern at that point as well. I just think recruiting over this next period and moving kids along, you know, kids coming from high school to junior college and and going on to four-year programs, that whole process is going to be different for a while. And I think it's kind of the high school seniors that really bear the brunt of this because in a lot of situations, they just don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, yeah. And – there are guys like Jamari Bostic and Chris Nix who can play at the next level. So, but I you don't know, know, even those guys, you know, they're not getting to have a normal no, recruiting, recruiting process. process because they can't go on visits. Because guys like John Fulkerson are coming back to Tennessee, 
and taking up a spot that could be used for a JUCO transfer or a high school senior. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, this is when we talked about this last year. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, there was a lot of talk throughout the summer of how this was going to affect recruiting because the spring athletes in the NCAA were granted that extra year, mm-hmm. and then they talked about football and the you know. They said, well, I mean, if if we're going to allow folks to opt out, you know, we can't just give those who opted out the extra year. We have to give it to everybody, or at least the option. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you're not going to go in the first four rounds of the draft. Why would you go? Why would yeah. you go? Why would you go? Yeah. So uh, it's kind of a catch-22 because now you've, you've, you've set up one, you've set up probably the best JUCO class in the history of JUCO classes. This may, this next year may be the greatest JUCO basketball and baseball seasons in the history of time mm-hmm. because a lot of these kids are going to end up going there or they're going to end up going to prep schools like we've seen. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Valley Prep down in Huntsville. They may have a pretty good little couple of ball clubs down there. The, the, the girls team especially, uh, I'm – familiar with their their girls coach uh Candace Bird who women's is, coach yeah well they're still 18 when they get there <laughs> some of them 17 so you know, yeah in, in yes, the culture that women. we're in yeah. these days yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want picketers out here on West 7th you know <laughs> but but yeah I mean I they they are you know poised to have a couple of a good football team, as you've seen you know mm-hmm. you've got Justin Buckman and Carter Sidlowski coming you've got two pretty good Ball players, then you've got the potential for because you don't lose a year of eligibility by going to prep school. Exactly, because your you clock doesn't start. Your clock doesn't start. Yeah. So the Palmetto League mm-hmm. uh, out in South Carolina, they are they, they've got three or four different prep schools, and they have a little conference that talk they play to, against um, each other. Talk to Dante Prowl from Spring Hill and his mom at the um, at the Twins sign um, commitment. Excuse me, at the Twins commitment on Friday, he's probably going prep school doesn't doesn't really know where just yet but that's a route that he's looking at as well so the only problem with that is that it just kicks the can down the road because next year's not going to be any different because you're still yeah. going to have twice as many kids as normally trying to come into you, they're the just coming from prep school as well as st- high school right. right you basically got the i-65 rush hour jam up yep and there's and, no and, way and to stop everybody it. up and, and until it kind of thins itself out over time like you said it could be years it, it, could, it could be, be years. years to thin everything out again and get it back on your cycle that, that everybody expects i i don't know when it stopped the only way it stops is if you have a one year where there just aren't any good players <laughs> i don't know and you know as we talked yesterday about Former Giles County quarterback John Backus, who is in the transfer portal with three years of eligibility. Right. And he graduated from high school in 2018. I mean, where does it end? How does it end? I, you're you're, you're going to be talking about guys that are well, you're, six, seven years out of high school and still playing college athletics. You're, you're going to end up with one class or two classes just getting shortchanged, period. Because they're not going to extend these uh, eligibilities forever, so somebody's going to end up with a year short somewhere somehow. What's going to have to happen 
is there's going to have to be a mediator between college and pro where you can go play for a year or two, like a G League. And the NCAA is going to have to cut some of these players off. That's the only way. They're going to have to say, look, you are now ineligible to 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 continue I said, they're going to have to lose a year there's just going <laughs> to somebody's going to have to lose a year some somewhere yeah. you ain't got to go home but you can't stay here but that's the only way to fix this yeah you cut it's, it at the top or at the bottom that's one of the, the two. that's the question yeah one of the two yeah and it can't be the bottom no yeah cuz they they're got nowhere to go yeah. To come. yeah right so yeah you got to cut it at the top got to push them out you got to push them out from the bottom up it's and it's unfortunate for and it's gonna it's gonna hit it's a class good. and it's gonna be unfortunate and, and and unfortunately it hits the marginal guys who who work themselves into a program or work themselves you know it's right. marginal guys that that work so hard and, and and set these high dreams you know the the, the great players are the great players they're, they're gonna they're go gonna, on they're, they're gonna, gonna get play. snatched up one way or the other somewhere yeah anyway that was. That was way farther than I expected to get with starting with Juco Juco National Tournament. But yeah. it's a great discussion, yeah. and we're gonna keep we're gonna have this discussion. Yeah, because it's, it's gonna, gonna continue come to come up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Preds won five two last night. Uh, yes, and they are now six zero and zero against the Chicago Blackhawks. And as I tweet every single time, any win over Chicago is a it's good, good win. win. Every time. Well, and they got two more opportunities for them here this week. Yes, they do. Let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. Because the Preds now sit four points ahead of the Blackhawks. In fourth place? They are in fourth place. Chicago is in fifth. Mm -hmm. Even if Chicago were to win the next two, they'd still be be tied. tied. Oh, okay. Okay, that's right. They'd be tied. So that was a huge, huge win last night for the Predators. Another one or two of these, and it gets really difficult for the Blackhawks to make much of a run. Um, Preds have Florida left, who is sitting in second place, I believe, um, in the in the stand. Let's see here. I actually can look at the standings. They are in second place. Um, I'm sorry, no, they're tied for first now. 63 points apiece with Carolina. Um, so Florida and Carolina are tied? Are tied at the top. Okay, where's Tampa Bay then? Third? Number three okay. with uh, 62 points behind the 63 points of the, <laughs> of gotcha. the Hurricanes. This, this, this has got to be a year that's rankling the purest of the hockey. All your leaders are in the south. It's it's very <laughs> and yeah. and Florida is um it is the league leader in attendance hmm. while all of the Canadian teams are at the bottom because there are no fans in Canada and Florida is one hundred percent wide open. 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 Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. So we get after the two games with the Blackhawks, it's it's the the Panthers come to Nashville, Dallas comes to Nashville, a team that that. Surprisingly, the Preds have had success against this year. Columbus will host Nashville in a two-game series before the final two-game series against Carolina to end the regular season. Now, Saturday, Saturday, Thursday, Thursday night, 
Thursday night when UC Soros stopped 24 of 25 shots in the first period against Carolina. Like where, where were the rest of the defensemen? <laughs> I, apparently, they were on the sideline. I don't know. They're in the box. Um, that was that was crazy. But this is an opportunity to uh, for, for the Preds to. I mean, Stars Blue Jackets are definitely teams they can beat. Um, obviously, the Blackhawks a team they can beat. They they could potentially end the in the season on a fairly high note. Not sure what Carolina is going to do going into that final push because they may be either looking at the top overall seed or depending on where they are, they may already have it locked up and kind of like week 17 in the NFL where you rest some folks. Who knows? (laughs) So, Preds looking good right now. Preds are looking good to get to the playoffs. Now, once the playoffs get here, who knows? Because the one time they went to the Stanley Cup Finals – they were the eight seed. So you keep reminding us of that. That when they went and when they got to the playoffs as the one seed, they lost to the eight seed. They spit the bit. Yeah. So I'm not mad about it if we go in on the bottom half hey, of that bracket. Almost in any sport, getting in is the key. After that, in the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah. And that's and that's something that they they everybody hangs their hat on. It was uh, even in high school, we just said, guys, let's get in. Yeah, we want the home field advantage if we can, but the big unless, thing, get in. Unless you're the Preds two years ago when you, when you lost to Winnipeg and you won all three road games and lost all four home games, I yeah. asked if we could play the seventh game in Winnipeg. <laughs> like, I literally wanted to know if it was possible to elect to play in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, Preds are, are looking good. So we're going to take a quick break because we've got a ton of baseball to talk about. A local product was a big part of that, uh, Vanderbilt, Tennessee series over the weekend. We didn't talk a little bit. We didn't talk any about it yesterday. We certainly need to talk a little bit more about it today. Uh, not only that, some Braves news and former Braves third base coach and Milwaukee Brewers manager and, uh, one of the greats, Ned Yost. Um, he was talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. And we've got some audio that I want you guys to hear because it is awesome. Um, Ned Yost talking about Ronald Acuna Jr. And, and and when he first heard about him and what he thought when he first heard about him. So that'll be coming up on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be right back. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 
or visit customstonehandlers.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports day presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, coach mike it's top five tuesday let me give you the top five tv spinoffs or movies but is it tv spinoffs tv spinoffs i did tv spinoffs yeah it's got it's a tv spinoff so, top five TV spinoffs in the next segment. So, stick around. Um, before we get to that, though, some baseball to talk about. Chris McElvain, Summit product. Saw him pitch in the state tournament against Farragut a couple years ago. And, uh, no, I didn't see him. I'm sorry. I did not see him pitch against Farragut. That was one of my big questions. Uh, in the semifinals of the winner's bracket, neither Chris McElvain or Robert Hassel pitched for Independence or Summit. Yeah. Hmm. And Chris was in the bullpen warming up as Summit held a lead in that game and ended up losing to Farragut and then dipping out of the tournament in the loser's bracket. Without Chris McElvain getting to Ever the mound, pitching in the state tournament, man, Robert Hassel either. That, that's a having coached summer league ball, managing your pitching in tournament play tough. is a tough situation, and certainly I wasn't doing it at the level that either Chad Kirby or Mike McLaurie were doing it. But there are few worse feelings than getting caught holding. I mean, you you got to win the game that's right there in front of you before you win the next game, and ultimately you're thinking, well, we get through this one, we'll have McIlvain for the next one. Uh, you got to get to the next one. And Yeah, and I guess my thought was you're playing Farragut. Yeah, it's almost it's almost got to be an all hands on deck situation well, there. And, and like you mentioned, you've got to get to the next game, you and then you there. worry about the next game. I mean, and, you know, getting past you Farragut, get there first. I, I feel like whoever your two or three guy is can probably get to the next guy, the next team. But hey, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it, nonetheless, Chris McIlvain did pitch on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and and was in a pretty big role because, you know, as you look across the Southeastern Conference, everybody's got a great one, everybody's got a great two, but that Sunday starter is really up in the air for a lot of teams. Tennessee has theirs in freshman Blade Tidwell from Loretta, who who pitched well, maybe a little, not one of his better outings Sunday, but... Vanderbilt started. Um, Patrick Riley got three innings out of him. He got knocked around a little bit. They went to McIlvain early, and he really bridged them from the starter to where they wanted to get to and the, where they were comfortable in the bullpen going to Nick Maldonado for the last two innings. And 
I mean, I would say not only is that his longest outing, but probably his most pivotal outing to this point. Going four innings, um, gave up three hits, two runs both earned, a couple of solo home runs, walked a pair, struck out four, and earned the victory there um, in that 10-4 win for Vanderbilt at UT Sunday. So that earned them the series victory. So big spot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're a Tennessee fan, you know, you're you're upset. But if you're a Tennessee fan who's also a Summit fan, you can't (laughs) be – you got to be a little – you got to kind of root inside a little bit for the performance that Chris McIlvain gave. So congratulations to to him and as he comes in, showing his worth early in that program. Yeah, um, uh, I think they see him obviously as a key part of their pitching staff to be able to get four innings out of him in that situation. There was was huge. I, I think in the next year or two he'll be a starter. He'll be a weekend starter for sure. Um, They've got plenty of arms. That's for dang sure. They do. They got plenty of them, no doubt. But uh, Chris is is among the the tops uh, the the top arms of that class and, from last year. And it's interesting because when he got to Vanderbilt, I think there was a question whether he was going to pitch or hit. Yeah, and, there was because I mean, dude can smash. And it it seems that. He has found his niche on the mound. and Good for him. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to see. Speaking of folks who can mash, <laughs> Ronald Acuna Jr. was named the National League Player of the Week last week. Um, Had a just monster week. So, Ronnie, who is day-to-day now, following a an abdominal muscle strain, um, may or may not play tonight. I haven't seen the lineup. Have you? I have not. Um, they. I don't. I don't know that they've posted it yet. Um, but it does happen to. Yeah, I don't see it. But uh, yeah, Ronnie, National Player of the Week. Pretty exciting, considering you know his youth and the fact that the Braves have him under controls till what 2028 pretty good while so i mean there's that but the thing about ronald acuna jr is at one time ronnie was just somebody's cousin and ned yost talked about that let's see see if coach mike can grab that audio for us i thought this was a pretty cool little tidbit here Let's see. Huh. Why is it? I don't know why it would be making you sign in. Yeah, that's all good. It, it's, um. And it says what's in here, what we have as a, as a free sign in is. Not, not, in their not good. Not in their records, so. Uh well that's okay. I mean sorry about that. It's it well I'm trying to grab it off Twitter and y'all y'all know how that can go. Um essentially 
um, Alcides Escobar mm-hmm. was talking about his cousin. And Yo said, players, they talk about their cousin, how good he's going to be. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and, yeah. So, Ned Yost is like, I knew about him when he was just Alcides Escobar's cousin. But that just goes to show the, one, the level of play in those Caribbean countries. They just, they love the game. Wonder how many other folks just kind of laughed him off as Alcides Escobar's cousin. <laughs> Former Nashville Sound, Alcides Escobar. Hey, look at there. Always there a, go. There's all, always a Nashville connection. Always a local connection, yeah. Find the local angle. Find the local angle. Got to. But um, this, if Ronnie can't play, like we talked about earlier, we, we've gone from four outfielders to now two, kind of. Uh, we technically uh, have three, but do uh, we? I'm, I'm not. I'm not ready to blow uh, Guillermo Heredia off after the two homer six rib game that he had on national TV Sunday night. So. No, no, I absolutely don't, don't, yeah, I'm with you. Um, that being said, who's going to play right field? You know, I guess you're going to run with um, Ari. Aradia? Not Aradia. Um, what is his name? Starts with an A. Yeah, I, 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 the guy that we threw in. Yeah, the yeah the guy that went out there the other night, the um, the guy that's been coming off the bench, um, that they got a couple of starts at third for Riley. I think he started at third for Riley. Um, no, he started at second for Ozzy on Sunday night. I, I cannot think of his name. Well, somebody had mentioned Adrianza. That's it. Yeah, somebody mentioned throwing Riley. Not in right, I well, don't think. if you put him in the outfield, you have to put him in left. Mm-hmm. And you can't put Ozuna in right. No. So then what? So that that's what I'm saying. It leaves you, again, going. I think you've almost got to go Adrianza in right like they did because I, I had thought about when, when it happened, I was thinking Riley, but Ozuna can only play left. I mean, Adrianza's so, a – Utility infielder. <laughs> he can catch a pop fly. I mean, I mean, in Acuna's day to day, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said that and I laughed. Uh, Philip Irvin is in the alternate training site. And you picked him up for a reason. Yeah. And so that was kind of my thought was. But if you're not going to, if you're not going to DL Acuna, then you pretty much got to roll with what you got. Yeah, I mean, you kind of do. I don't disagree. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting few days. I mean, as far as that goes, it, and and I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to. I don't know how to go about it because again, he's day to day. So if you're not putting him on the the IL, we gotta we gotta figure out what to do. Yeah, you've got. Three extra infielders. 
And I'm not sure why, unless you think one of them can play outfield. Yeah. I mean, clearly. And I guess you're not going to put you're not going to put Panda out there. <laughs> Let's roll Panda to center. All right, it's you. You've just had an unfortunate grouping of injuries with Ozzy and Acuna both being unavailable right now. And Enciarte. Yeah, and Enciarte too. So it is what it is. Uh, Coach has got that audio. I want to hear it. So let's let, let's let it because I want to hear this. What Ned Yost had to say about learning about Ronald Acuna Jr. Offensively, he's been uh, you know outstanding, hitting four hundred. Uh, seven homers. You know, it's funny, Casey, we kept hearing about Ronald Acuna when this kid was like an A-ball because he's Alcides Escobar's cousin. So I didn't know that. Esky I didn't would know always, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was Esky's cousin. And, uh, you know, Esky would tell us about him all the time. And, you know, you hear about players, they talk about Your phone, your phone decided to go off. Yeah, such is life. Um, but and that's what's so crazy. He's sitting there going, you know, uh, he's an A ball. He's he's just his cousin. And that's the thing is some of these these players, you know, you're always talking up your your family. Everybody, everybody has a little bit extra on their family. You know, you, you see a little bit something more that maybe the regular person sees. You're a little biased, but I think. I'll say he's Escobar might have, he might have gotten it right on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Man, my cousin can play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe trust y'all see days. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. A couple of things before we get out of this segment. Yes. One, there's a, um, there's an article on CNN.com. Um, an Atlanta school named after a Confederate general will be renamed to honor Hank Aaron. Um, Forest Hill Academy will be renamed Hank Aaron New Beginnings Academy, effective next school year. Um, action taken by the Atlanta Board of Education last week. They voted unanimously to to do that. So that's pretty big deal there. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, um, today, this day in Braves history. Brought to you by nobody yet could be you. Could be you. Should be you. Give us a call. Um, lines are open. <laughs> On April 20th, 1982, the Braves record their 12th consecutive win, a 4-2 decision over the Reds to establish a major league victory for the I'm, – I'm sorry, major league record for the most victories from the beginning of the season. Previous mark had been set a year earlier by the Oakland A's. So – it's my senior year, we could, Chris. We could take 12 wins right now in a row. Take 12 wins anytime in a row. Um, as we were saying, the Braves travel to Yankee Stadium today, 535 start central time. Um, Charlie Morton will be on the bump for the Braves. Jamison Talon for the Yankees. And you can hear that game on our sister station, 103.7 WKRM, beginning at 420. Pregame at 420. Mm-hmm. First pitch 420. again. At, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first 
Four twenty all around here. Yeah, first uh, pitch Central at, time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. First pitch is at five thirty-five. So um, check that out. Braves, Yankees. Um, no starting lineup yet, so we don't know if Ronald Acuna Jr. will be given that abdomen a go or not. Stay tuned. There you go. When we come back, it is Top Five Tuesday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Barn and Joint. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, Coach Mike here with us on this Tuesday edition of the show, where it is Top 5 Tuesday, brought to you by our friends at Mid-South 5 Fitness with two great locations, one in Columbia, the other in Franklin. Go see Thalia's Steel. Steelathletes.com, S-T-E-E-L, athletes.com. But if you're looking up Thalias, it's S-T-E-E-L-E, just FYI. It's kind of confusing, but it's okay. He's a great dude doing the the work to keep us all healthy and getting us buff. So we appreciate Thalias and all he's doing to help, again, further the coverage of local high school sports in Southern Middle Tennessee. All right, it is time to talk about the, is it the best or our favorites? We need to, I need to make sure that I know. Mm. Ooh, that's. Because like. I, I'm going to. I'm going with my favorites. Favorites, yeah, that, that may be. I think these are my uh, favorites. At least in the top two for me. That's, I feel yeah. like my favorites are the best. So the- well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> for Mo, it's the same. It's all the same. It's like that that girl I was arguing with yesterday on Twitter that I was just I just told her I said, "Look, your opinion is trash. <laughs> I'm not going to make any bones about it. Like you're just wrong." And my fa- one of my favorite lines of all time from The West Wing is when Martin Sheen says, "You're wrong. Just stand there in your wrongness and be wrong." <laughs> <laughs> So some of my kids got me a shirt similar. It was kind of like I may I may not be right, but I'm never wrong. I mean, <laughs> what what was the saying? Um, uh, I'm often wrong, but rarely in doubt. <laughs> that's, that's me. I like it. So anyway, uh, I'm going with my favorites. So. We'll go with that. Although the first thing I want to do is 
What do you guys think is the worst? Oh, I can't even think. Spin off of all time. I can't think of that, but I'll I'll indulge you. What do you? It's got to be Joni and Chachi, right? Oh God, Joni yeah. loves Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Like it, it's so bad, I don't even remember the real title. Yeah, that's they moved to it, Chicago it bad, or something. It was bad enough that when I saw it coming on, it clicked. <laughs> It was bad. It was yeah. And Happy else. Days was so good. Happy yeah. Days, also a spinoff, by the way. Um, but Happy Days was so good. And then. Yeah. And then. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's a pretty bad one. It's a pretty bad one. I've I, got an honorable mention. Give me your honorable okay, mention. You need to. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was, sorry. I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? Sure. <laughs> that. I was that. I was waiting for the. Sorry, it is go time. Go from the worst to the best. That was where I was going. There we so. go. It is time. Benson, which Benson. was a spinoff yeah. from Soap. It was an ABC. Both of them were ABC yeah. um, sitcoms slash dramedies. So, yeah, Benson, Robert Guillaume. I, uh, totally before your time. Yeah, I, I've never heard of either of those two. That's okay. I, so. I remember it, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and kind of kind of have to agree with that. Yeah. All right. Number five. All right. You want to go ahead and go with your number five? I Since can. you're on your, yeah. I can. We'll just uh, go in. You this. you won't have heard of this either unless you saw it in reruns, but you won't have heard of the original either. Green Acres. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, Green Acres, which was a spinoff from Petticoat Green Junction. Green Acres is the place. To be. Yeah. I was trying to remember which one was the spinoff. Of, yeah. Yeah. Which one was Petticoat Junction was first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. My next, Coach? okay, I've got the Jeffersons, uh, the spinoff from All in the Family, the mm-hmm. basically the other side of the coin. There we go. Basically what it was. All right, I am going to, eh, I'm going to go with what many people believe is the best, but I'm going to go with Frasier at number five. I didn't watch a lot of Frasier. I watched. I've watched a lot of Cheers reruns, mm-hmm. but I like Frasier. Like if I just catch it, yeah. But I'm not going to seek out to watch Frasier. I have seek. I have done the research to look for Cheers, but I've never just gone to looking for Frasier. Yeah. yeah so I, I understand. But but a lot of people think it's the best of all time. So I mean, it's in my, it's my number. It's five. not bad. It's not in my top five, but that's okay. Uh, my number four is the Jeffersons. So, just for what that's yeah. worth. Well, and I was right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will not be surprised today. So, there you go. Number four, Mike. My number four was Frazier. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was kind of a toss-up there at four and five for me. But, it, but yeah, uh, he just real subtle, not so subtle stuff. And then some of it was really subtle. My number four is Jefferson. <laughs> So, yeah, it's so funny because I said if if one of these isn't on everybody's list, list, I'll be shocked. Well, there you go. But the Jeffersons is probably one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah, and it it really, really stood on its own. Uh, Yeah, I'll agree. My number three um, is Young Sheldon. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um you know, Young Sheldon is is funny. I think it's funnier than Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard people say that. So, there you go. All right. Um, Mike? Uh, mine kind of got lumped in the, the Law and Order 
the, this particular one was SVU, the Law and Order series. But uh, that was a toss-up between them and the CSI series as far as all the spinoffs that come off of that. So that was what I was going to ask was, because, I mean, the extras, there are they are spinoffs, but when I think of spinoffs, I think of like one or two characters going to get their own show. And I don't remember seeing any of those particular characters in the original Law Well, they would have a lot of crossovers. Yeah, after they were on, but not during. So, I don't know. My number three is Private Practice. Uh, Spinoff of Grey's Anatomy. It was was way better than Grey's Anatomy to me. Uh, Much shorter lived, obviously, because Grey's Anatomy is still on. But that's my number three. My number two is SVU. I mean... if it's a spinoff, I, I mean, yeah, and, and I think it yeah, is. I do too. But yeah. it's just it. That's kind of a gray area there, mm-hmm. where I don't really know how that works. Right. <laughs> um, but yes, I would agree. It's on the list. Sure. Like if you go to Wikipedia yeah. for spinoffs, it's on the spinoffs list. list. So yeah. I'm going to go with that's perfectly fine. My number two, and this is going to show my age, mm. but I got to go with Coolio and Keenan and Kale. The spinoff of it's from all that. All that. All that. Okay. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Man. I'll, I'll give you that. Keenan and Kale is a who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. Is it true? <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Gosh. Oh, I love it, man. Uh, yeah. I Mike, love what's it. your number my, two? My number two, we're going to kind of stay in the theme of those uh, wondering where they fit, but uh, NCIS Los Angeles. Dude. Uh, I, I, cool love, I dearly love Hetty. She is. She's great. She oh, is yeah. The, the little mighty might that's always it's running in total everything. control. Yeah. We, even when it looks like it's completely out of control. Yeah. 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 L-O even cool her J chaos is on purpose. And uh, <laughs> what was the guy that played Robin? What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Christopher or. Uh, you had an ask. I don't know his he, name. Yeah, he played know. Robin. Right. He played Robin Batman early in Robin. His but plays Callan. <laughs> yeah, his name is G. Callan on the show. But L. O. Cool J is great on that show. Yeah. I love him. And Deeks. Mm-hmm. Deeks is another that, one. That's of my a favorites. really good show. Yeah. It is. Uh, I like NCIS too, but just mainly because what's the main character's name? Gibbs. Gibbs. He looks like Mark Rick to me. <laughs> he and Mark Rick could be like. Well, twins. he is from a football family, so. so I don't know. I'm just saying, like, yes. Well, my number one is NCIS New Orleans. Because I really like Scott Bakula. Yeah. And I really like New Orleans. Tough one to argue with, yeah. (laughs) You really like New Orleans, huh? That never happens. Yeah. (laughs) I've been to New Orleans twice, and it's been deader than a hammer both times. Well. I don't know why. Uh, Yeah. Because they knew you were coming? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, is, one, one was the day, you know, kind of a pass-through on the day after, you know, during the day. Mm-hmm. And the second one, we were just coming off of the COVID, you know, the COVID oh, shutdown. And, oh. they, and they shut down again the day oh, before wow. I got there. Okay. Well, just, uh, so, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, so, NCIS New Orleans has Lewis Lucas Black, Black. Or Lucas Black. Had Lucas Black, yeah. yeah. And in the first episode, he gets to say Roll Tide. And he was so happy because he had the... They, he had the Alabama tattoo on his rear end, and he, yeah, and he gets to say "Roll Tide" in the show, um, and he was really excited about that. I, 
I so where I started my sports writing career in Lawrence County, he is from Speak, Alabama. So always been a big Lucas Black fan. He's um you know, he was in um Friday Night Lights, the movie. Right. Uh, tr- true confessions. I just saw forty two oh. for the first time over the weekend. He's Pee Wee Reese in he that. Pee Wee Reese in that's and, a um, great one. He he does a great job in everything he's in. Yeah, he does, he does. Yeah. Okay. All right. Your number okay. one. My number, number one was Star Trek Next Generation. See, I'm not uh, into sci-fi at all. Well, that, so. that's that's I've been a Trekkie for a long, long time. And listen, uh, nah. so it, uh, yeah, I'll just say I don't know that my my top would be everybody's, but <laughs> just the fact one. that they're so formal yet yeah. so is out there, you know, wild and is and Shatner crazy. in that one? No, he's not. So, in, so Shatner, this not- is Picard and and all right. and that's so. Yeah. I'm going to have William Shatner in mind because my number one spinoff. No. Oh, okay. Boston Legal off of private practice. Boston Legal with uh, the guy who plays on Blacklist, James Spader. And William Shatner is the greatest television show of all time outside of the West Wing. West Wing, Boston Legal for me. So Boston Legal is obviously my favorite spinoff because I think it's the second greatest show of all time. There you have it. This is going to be an interesting poll. It will be. Yes, it will. All right. That's going to do it for our top five Tuesday presented by Mid-South Five Fitness. Now, we get to talk about more sports tomorrow. We're going to go to some ball games tonight. SM-TNSports.com will have plenty of coverage. We will. We will have um, some All-State teams. Shortly. One later on. One first thing in the morning or last thing tonight. As you wake up. Yeah. And and then some obviously some, some baseball and softball coverage as well yeah. uh, this evening. So make sure to stick around on sm-tnsports.com. Go sign up for free. It's, uh, it's easy to, to sign up. So other than that, for our friends down in Franklin County, we appreciate your listenership and time this morning on WZYX for Coach Mike and Maurice Patton. I'm Chris Yow. And as always, we tell you to have a wonderful Tuesday on this beautiful Tuesday. And stay cool, cool, Columbia.